I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Hey there, just wanted to pop in real quick and say a note about our episode today. We interviewed two lovely ladies from WLBM, Thea and Dana, and we just wanted to give a little bit of context about what the WLBM is. They are a nonprofit organization basically formed to give women in our lumber industry more resources um, to help their professional path grow forward. I think it's fun to know where we found them. Um, We originally saw Thea's article in the Blue Book Newswire, and it was a really good article. And so we had mentioned to our good buddy Trent Mm -hmm. that it was cool. And so he actually put us in touch and they were willing to come onto the podcast. Yeah. So we talked about their journeys um, to start WLBM and how they met. And so um Kind of encompasses who they are and the people behind this organization. So I would encourage you to get onto wlbm.org and check out the uh, membership. It's $50 to sign up and it gives you access to a ton of resources to help with your career and professional development. And I mean, we do get into this in the pod, but um, the cool thing is that it, the membership goes with you. So if you change companies, um, you still have your membership and um, it, one of my favorite things that it does, and I don't think we actually talked about this, is that they have a um, resume review program. So if you are wanting to switch jobs or spice up, spruce Spruce up (laughs) your resume, it's a good option. Yeah. With the membership, it gives you a free resume review, network access, discount on events, webinars, and member-exclusive volunteer opportunities. So, and it sounds like there's just a ton of opportunity for collaboration and a a great network of like-minded people. So um, check them out and uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Hi, Charles. Hey, Nat. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing great. Excited for today. We have some really cool ladies here. (laughs) Some powerhouses in the LBM industry. So we're excited to introduce you to Dina Cordova Jack and Thea Dudley with WLBM. Hi guys. Hi. We're glad to be here. The women of women of LBM. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and I'm I'm wearing one of our T-shirts that are for sale on the website. <laughs> I don't want to turn this into a commercial, but if you happen to want to have one of these glorious shirts, it says it on the back under under this little bit of hair. That nice. I yep. yep. Well, <laughs> this is just one of them. I thought I would get a plug in there for that. <laughs> and you have to say what it says for people who are listening. Oh yeah, it says inspire, share, grow. <laughs> I love it. And yeah, love it. it looks comfortable they, too. They really are pretty soft. They fit true to size. So don't worry a lot about shrinkage. Um, not that I'm encouraging, not that you have to buy one, but it would be really cool if you did. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. We'll link it up. Yeah, link it up. You guys are so great. Thank you. Snacks for later. I mean, am I going to my, my, my wine budget so that, you know, I, I, plugged in. <laughs> yes, we're all about that. 
Cool. Well, I thought it'd be great. Maybe we could just, um, Dina and Thea, if you could both maybe just introduce us and your background and how you guys maybe came together and formed WLBM. Um, Dina, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. So uh, I, I am I am old. Um, I've been in the oh, industry for about 30, I think 33 years now. Um, interestingly enough, I started my career at, at Georgia Pacific. I was a lumber trader for GP and for Boise Cascade for, for many years um, and just regular dimensional lumber. So was uh, I, I too was a lumber slinger back in the day, um, spent about 13 years of my, of my career. So I started in this industry and then um, just progressed from there, went to different uh, facets of the industry. I designed my career with intention. I wanted to understand how all the pieces and parts fit and work together. So from distribution to manufacturing, um, the whole nine yards to operations, um, to sales, um, have done a lot. And I'm, I'm still not done yet. But it has been a, a wonderful journey. And one of the best things about this, this journey is, is, has been the industry. I've been in it forever. We'll never leave it. And um, as you know, as you both are, both are in this industry, the people are just what, what makes it so special. And Thea and I actually met at a conference I don't, I don't know how many years ago, and it was like it was two magnets. Um, we were both a little bit on the on the crazy side, but dedicated to having a whole lot of fun and helping people. And uh, it just it just kind of progressed from there. And and a few years after we had met, we had decided that we wanted to we wanted to do something to help women because we really saw. Uh, first of all, there was not a lot of us in the industry, and I'm so heartened to see that there are next gens that are coming up like like both of you in the industry. And Thea and I wanted to find a way to help. We have people from several generations that are a part of women of LBM. And we started as a roundtable, but we were dedicated to helping women develop in leadership because there are sometimes different rules of the game for women in leadership. And yes, we're progressing, but we still have a long way to go. And we wanted to be able to give them a forum and a platform and give them resources and education and share with them what we've learned and, and some of the best practices and, and how can we support and help them. And from there, we started with um, we started with three people talking at a conference. And then we had this round table of which I believe there were seven women. And Thea, now what are we what are we up to? Um, 247 members now, which doesn't wow. sound like a lot until you realize wow. where we started. And it was yes. like it's just yeah. me and yeah so so here we are and and so we've you know we've had some flux and some morph and during our career incarnations we've brought it along with us and uh it, it's just we've we've grown and there's a lot of interest and excitement about it and we're you know we're we're interested in in helping women that was the reason that we wanted to form this and everything that we've done has been about that helping women gain confidence, um, helping women create pathways to leadership and success and, and to really realize that they, they can be everything that they want to be and figuring out ways to get through the glass ceiling, figure out ways to go around that wall, whatever that might, might look like. And there is just such power in story 
And both of us, we, we share ours in hopes that it can help others because both of us have been in the industry for a long time. And trust me, we've seen an awful lot. I can imagine. And you said you were a trader for 13 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I imagine since I, when I started in 2017 trading, I hardly saw any other women. So I imagine for you, you were like probably the only one. <laughs> yes, I was. There, there was, there was no other women on the floor. It was, I was an oddity. Um, and actually that helped me a lot. I learned to, I learned to use that to, to my advantage. And it was, uh, you know, it was great. And some of those relationships that I, that I formed in those early years, I still have them today. And mm -hmm. um, Thea knows this about me that I was, you know, I was raised by a pack of men and I, I was really fortunate to have wonderful, wonderful mentors early on in my life that I still, that I still have that, that were men. They never told me that I couldn't do it. They encouraged me to do it because it was, I was a little unusual back in the day. I'm glad I'm not that much of an oddity anymore, but for at least the first half of my career, I was so used to being the only girl in the room didn't bother me. It just, it was just a fact. It was just the way that it was. But Thea and I also have gone through our own evolution of, of leadership styles. And I, I share freely that uh, in those who, that I, that used to work for me back in the day would, would also attest to that I, I led very much like a man. And there was a certain level of crisis that came with that because that really wasn't who I was, that I needed to find how do I lead as a woman? How, woman how do I lead authentically? How do I stay true to myself? Um, I, don't have to, I don't have to lead like a man to be effective. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, Thea, Thea and I have, have really shared this journey together and she's seen a lot of what I've gone through and I've seen much of what she's gone through. And, to, you know, to get us to where we are today, and we are certainly not done by, by any stretch of the imagination, but we want to provide a forum to help women get that it won't be as challenging as it was for, for us coming up and through the ranks. Gosh, that gives me goosebumps. That's, so, that's such a, a cool story. And so, I mean, for you to be able to step back and to look at yourself and say, this is how I'm, this is how I'm leading and this is not mm -hmm. my authentic self. I mean, that's really cool. It takes a lot to be able to do that. Yeah. It, there's, there's a little bit of pain that goes with that, but so well worth it in the end. The person that you see here today is very different from the person that was in existence, you know, even 10 years ago and finding other women, having a tribe, my tribe was all men. And it wasn't until about 10, 12 years ago. And it started with Thea actually, that I learned that Hey, this is pretty. This is pretty cool. And you know, I had this group of women who helped and supported me. And Thea was such a huge part of that journey, and she she really helped to show me the way that that uh, you know what there there is a place for this, and you can be who you are. And it's not a bad thing to lead like a woman. It's a good right. thing, right? Now I have goosebumps. <laughs> 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 well, Thea, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Um, well, my dad was a contractor, so I ended up, you know, thinking, well, how hard can this be? And, you know, no 16-year-old girl wants to be out on a job site with their dad, but my dad absolutely <laughs> wanted to keep his teenage daughter where he could see her. 
And so then I realized I am not a manual labor type of woman <laughs> and I did not want to do that. And, and, and then I've seen me drive a forklift. So that didn't really pan out. And I ended up getting, um, a, I interviewed for a job in credit at a distributor for hardware and lumber and laminate. And they hired me with no experience, except that I knew some construction terms and that's, I just stayed with it. And then I was, I was lucky enough to get to experience some lumber background with, I, I went to work, it was, it was Cameron Ashley back in the day. I started with them. They turned into Guardian who bought, Guardian had BMA and um, Cameron Ashley and I think TrueServe. And so I got to experience what a trader floor was like. And so there was, and there was some women in that group, you know, and some, and I think they're, some of them are still with um, Cameron today and really good people got to know them. And, um, you know, I wasn't always their most popular person because I, instead of selling it, I was the person saying, can you pay for that? Or we'll put it down because you can't pay for it. I feel your pain. Um, yeah, that you know that makes you kind of like the you're either you're either an angel or a devil. You know when you're approving stuff, people love you, and when you're when you're collecting, <laughs> you're putting people on hold. They don't love you as much, but it also um, I think for me made it. Even though everybody wants to be liked and everybody's, you know, most people's nature is you want people to like you, you start understanding that that role in the company is not one that everyone's going to go, oh, look, the fun just arrived, credit's here. <laughs> so you, you learn that, you know, I learned more from working with salespeople because it's like, I'm going to figure out how to collect money and still, you know, keep my sanity and, and still keep my personality. I don't want to be a grouch all the time. So um, I learned how to do credit from a lot of salespeople. And some of them were great. And some of them were not so great. And yeah, I had Dina's similar experience where there you were literally most of the time the only woman at that branch or at you know within you know that particular grouping of, of the company. And some of the experiences were, were fantastic and some of them were not, you know, and I don't want to sugarcoat that where it's like, look, I, I don't care how enlightened everybody feels or, or where they're going with stuff. I don't think you're ever going to eradicate racism, sexism, whatever. You're always going to have your, your, your people that still want to do the good old boys club. But mm -hmm. I think it really is how you react to it and what you tolerate. And that's one of the things that, you know, Dina and I have talked so much about where I look at my younger self and think, yeah, my today self would have cut that guy neck to nuts for saying something like that to me. I and mean, it would have just been over. And but you learn. And I think that comes from a lot of business life experience. And, you know, some of my early experiences on some of the things because I was the only female at the branch and I was a female with um, a title and I had the, the power to make decisions, you're not super popular with people. Um, even when you're, you're like, Hey, I'm buying lunch. It's like, you know, you're like, well, you don't have to eat it. So, um, you know, I had some of the things that were said to me over the years were, were hard. And, you know, I, I remember going home one day cause we didn't have cell phones back then. Um, <laughs> How long have I been doing this? There was no cell phone. You had to wait till you made it home and call. 
And I cried all the way home and I called my dad and I told him what happened and he listened and he said, I'm coming over. So luckily he only lived a little bit and he drove over and, and he said, well, as your father, I want to, you know, rip the guy's head off and, you know, do really bad things to him. But as somebody in the industry, if you're going to be this thin skinned and you, and this, your reaction is to get in your car and cry all the way home, honey find another job and you know so there was like zero empathy there it was just like is this what you're gonna do you know like well it was pretty bad bad. (laughs) so um but you know the message that I got as I as I kind of went through and processed it was you have to make some determination are you going to continue on a career that you love or something that you you could turn into something that you love or are you going to run away because it got hard or somebody said something that hurt your feelings? It's like, well, that happens every day at school or at the grocery store. Or, I mean, somebody's going to say something that you're like, well, that wasn't kind. So I think how you react and, and the, the network of people that you build that you can call and go, am I, am I, is this right? Should I have, am I overreacting to this? And to have someone go, yeah, you kind of are, you're just looking for a fight today or no, you're that, that, that was really bad. That was shit. <laughs> well, I think having that network, which is what you guys are promoting ultimately is so important because I mean, Natalie and I have it all the time where we're in each other's office or on the phone am I crazy? You know, and it's hard because when everybody else is, it's male dominated leadership and they're all reacting a certain way and you're reacting with emotion. Um, it really takes somebody to look on the outside and say, okay, because when you're in the weeds, it's really hard to get out. And so that's why having a community of women who know what you feel like and can relate to that you know, I mean, my dad is in the lumber industry as well, Thea, and he told me the same thing. He's like, go in there. I, I screwed up and I was crying. And he said, go in, go into my boss's office. Don't, Chelsea, don't cry. Chelsea, don't okay, cry. That's the worst advice ever because you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm going like, to cry right now. <laughs> but I mean, and it was good advice, by the way, but it's nice to have a, the camaraderie and the community that can say, no, you're not crazy, but sometimes you do have to, you have to learn to play the game so that, you know, you can ultimately do your job and then have influence. So. Right. Chelsea talks me down all the time. All the time. (laughs) You're not crazy. However. Yes. You're validated. Not it this way. Like, Oh, a lot of those conversations where it's like, and, and I'm, I'm the worst, like, phone bomber i will call dina and st- it's not even a hello it's like hey listen <laughs> like, uh, okay and it's like i just and then i get out what i need to say and she says something i'm like love you bye and then you get off <laughs> i'm super busy i don't have time for pleasantry <laughs> i just need you to just get there and then as you as you grow that group and you see that you know some of your experiences like just like blending together over, you know, our dad's giving us the same advice. It's, um, there, there was a lot of wisdom there. It, it did. I did not like it when he gave it to me. I, I thought he was very cold. I'm like, 
I'm your daughter. How can you say that? And he's like, you need to, you need to woman up over there. And, you know, it, it does make a difference when you can kind of look at it and go, all right, this, first of all, it's not me personally. It's not right. This there, this is nothing that a lot of other women haven't had to deal with, but it's how I react. And I, I think I took that, that so much to heart that in my early career years, um, I don't even think people thought I had tear ducts because I was just like, and, and I got so, I don't want to say hard, but you know, you get a little hard boiled because, mm -hmm. and, and it, you have to really fight to maintain that humanity where it's like, wow, she really does have emotions and feelings. It's like, well, of course I do, but I, I'm, I'm in this industry in credit. So it's not like there's a lot of hugging going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my favorite, okay, just a, a little tangent, small tangent. My favorite is in credit is when we have a new salesperson, right? And they're working so hard and they finally secure this customer. They've, they made the sale and they, you know, we go through our process and I'm like, I am not giving that person credit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they're like, listen, we're going to invite him to our COD program and they're going to really like it. Yeah, they're going to really love that. <laughs> and their little face just drops. You're like, oh, you yeah. could have come in here and told me who you were working on and this would have been such a better deal. Such a better conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So basically you guys met 2017 mm -hmm. was your first like sit down kind of con would you call it a conference or round table I guess we, yeah we did a round table yeah it was just very small and then that was when you were like hey we've got something like this is yeah. really cool and yes. so tell me about I like think it was quite that way I think it was so what do you think and, and Dina's like I think we should totally do this I'm like mm. so just give it to me in like vision. What, how are you envisioning this? And then there was a lot of conversation around well, what do we do next? How do we engage? And then you start talking to other women and they get excited, but then everybody goes back to their, their everyday right. life. Everybody's so busy between family and work. And, and then pretty soon you're like, okay, what happened here? And where'd everybody go? And, how you guys wanted to hang out. Yeah, then you get excited again. And so, it, but it's it's taken, because you're mm -hmm. trying to do everything, like you guys know, you're trying to do it in between your your real job right. and, you know, family and everything else that's going on. And then you finally start to see it move forward. And then you just start getting momentum and you start picking up some people along the way that share that and that they're like, yeah, I'll peel off some time. And that's like when Awilda came on board, she mm -hmm. built this amazing website that, you know, I, I am I not on your website. I'm on it right now. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Awilda built that. She's like yeah. amazing. So yeah, I would love to say I, Dina and I had any credit for that, but we, none. Sorry, Dina. <laughs> she's, <laughs> Sorry, she's, she's wonderful. She's, she's pretty cool people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell me about the what the conference is like today. <laughs> well, well how, I, how it started was there was a national magazine, you know, LBM Journal. I'm sure you're familiar mm -hmm. with who they are. Yeah. And uh, Rick Schumacher, how it started was he started to ask us, well, hey, would you, you know, would you speak at this at this conference about women in industry? And so I think it was in Austin, 
um, 2018, yeah, 2018, and we had this idea to have, okay, well, I'm going to speak on this, and then we're going to, we're going to get together this, this dinner for, for women afterwards that evening, and we, we ended up with, I think, about 15, 20, 20 people, women coming to this conference, and then we ended up having a couple of guys that, uh, like, hey, we want to see what this is about, and kind of crashed the party, but it was all, it was all good. And from there, you know, it's like, hey, just we want that. It's not like a um, he woman no. club, it's, right? You know, it, it's hey, I've, if you're wanting to help grow and you have some wisdom to share and stuff, and and I think that's great. And that's where, um, and of all people, you know, it was Walter Foxworth that was like, <laughs> come on, let's do a dinner yeah. and just bring everybody and let's, and we did, and we had a blast and it was really, really cool. It was was great. Yeah. We had a good time. And, and then from there it was the next year. Well, could you do like a two hour session and, you know, attached to the conference. And then from there it was, well, let's, let's do half day. So we were kind of on the front end of, of their national conference and we had, uh, so that was, we had three years under our belt in October of last year. And I, I think the thing that was really interesting about this conference was we expected, um, it was kind of a conference within a conference. We expected the audience and the participants to be women. We didn't expect it to be very big, but surprisingly enough, so we, we created this program. So it was all about education for women in the industry and developing your authentic leadership style. And, you know, how do you how do you handle yourself? These are the circumstances you might get to. How do you design your career? And so that kind of that kind of morphed into that. But the audience that we were pleasantly surprised consisted of, I would say it was probably about 50 percent men and 50 percent wow. women. And it was so cool to see that. And I, I complimented, I think it was the first or second year that this happened. It was like when I was up there, you know, we were starting the conference. It was like, I'm so proud of you guys. You ain't scared to come here. It was wonderful. And and there was so many conversations that were generated from that. And, you know, these gentlemen, they really genuinely want to help. They're interested. How do we get more women in the industry? Because still today, um, you know, even when I started in 1990 and Thea and I started right around the same time, um, you know, our numbers were, were pretty abysmal. But even today, when we look at that, we're 50 percent of the workforce in the U.S. and in our industry. And that's including, I mean, from the Department of Labor, you know, Lowe's and Home Depot. So you've got cashiers and all of that in there, too. But we are still in our industry. We, we flux between about 12 and 14 percent. So from an operational standpoint and labor standpoint, we're missing the boat. Not only from, this is a great industry to grow a career in, but from the labor shortage and, and all the things that are that are happening in our country, in our economy, um, we're also missing the boat from a labor perspective. Right, I'll say down at our, we have a manufacturing facility that yeah. we, some of the most standout employees that we've had labor-wise yeah. Women. Awesome. Doesn't well, surprise me. Through with them, they scare me. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they how to pull a chain, <laughs> and I know. <laughs> that's. I think that's part of our part of the issue. Is you know, talking to some of the guys, they're like, look, we 
at this point, we don't care who we hire. We just need to find qualified candidates. Right. And I don't care, you know, what your ethnicity is, you know, male, female, whatever. I just, I just need qualified candidates. The challenge for us, I think, is that a lot of times women don't see our industry as a viable career option. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because there are so many of us that have really made such a good living here and have enjoyed it and made great friendships and relationships. And it's still one of the industries that's very, very family. It's still very relationship driven. And so there are people that I met, you know, 30, 40 years ago that I can still call and say, Hey, I need a favor or I need information and they'll help you in a heartbeat. It's women don't tend to look at our industry as something they can they can jump into and be successful in. They they just don't even give it any thought, which is the whole representation. You know, if you don't see somebody who looks like you, whether it's female, male, or different race, or it's Mm -hmm. if you don't see that represented, which I think there's a lot of underrepresented minorities in lumber. Correct. Then it's really hard to be motivated to stay there because. You have to have, I don't know, I think we all go back to our like primal instincts, you know, we like, okay, like I'm comfortable here because these people are a little bit more like me. And so um, I think that the more you see people that look like you, and that's why I think showing up is so important. I go to a lot of conferences. I participate in a lot of networking events. And I think that that's important. I volunteer for associations. And I think that that's important because that's what kept me in the industry was seeing other women like me develop their career and move into leadership. And when I saw that, that's what inspired me to stay. And so I thought if the, if the one person I saw that I'm thinking of that did that, had that impact on me, and then I pay it forward, you know, it can only be like a ripple effect. There can only be more women that get involved and, and stay involved. And I'll have to say like having Natalie, you know, it's really kept me motivated to stay. Also having somebody that you can rely on and talk to and go through the same type of things with, um, you know, if I didn't have that, I don't know where I'd be. It'd be scary. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live that life. And and don't you think that, that we have, I think the thing that, one of the larger things that we fight is, is that unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. We, we can't, it's hard for us to be what we cannot see, but, in one of our first conferences that we had, I had a gentleman come up to me who was the president of a lumber yard and said, after listening to you, I, I don't know why I didn't think of this. He was looking for a, a dispatch manager, somebody to coordinate all their, all their deliveries. And, and he had been searching and couldn't find the right person, couldn't find the right person. And what was so rewarding about that conversation was he said, I have the perfect person sitting right outside my office. And it was an inside salesperson that happened to do a lot of coordination for deliveries and was kind of acting in a quasi dispatch manner herself. And I was like, uh, that's, he said, I just never, I just never thought of that because, you know, she was an inside salesperson. I never, I just thought of a man for the job. And so he went back to his yard, talked to this person about this position brought her into that position and she was wildly successful. So it was, you know, when, when I started in this industry, it was, I'm sure you may have fallen into this by default. Thea was kind of raised in it, but you know, I fell into it by default. Um, My next door neighbor worked for Georgia Pacific for the distribution center in Denver. And he said, Hey, uh, I need a credit manager. 
And it was, I was just out of college and I was like, well, I could probably do that. That's great. And so I went in there and I was sitting right outside the trading floor. And this is really what makes me admire people like you, Natalie, and, and Thea knows this because I'm like, man, I did this for about a year. This blows. I don't want to do credit. I, I, I don't want to do Thanks for stabbing me in the heart like that. I don't, I don't like it. I can't do it. It's just, it's not me. But I was sitting right outside of the trading floor and I was watching these men just, it was so exciting. And so by osmosis, I was starting to listen and learn to some of them. And on breaks, I'd go out there and I'd sit on the floor and, and listen to what they were doing. And I said, well, I want to, this is what I want to do. I don't want to be in credit. That sucks. It's not me. I don't like it. Um, I admire the people that are successful at it. Because I know that's not my that's not my bailiwick that's not my strength and so the branch manager said well I you know I don't know you're going to have to take a test for this because at GP at the time you had to test for everything your company you know are you smart enough to do the job and so I tested I passed and I was like okay I'm ready let's go what's next well now I don't know who am I going to get to run credit and I'm like I don't know it's <laughs> not my problem. Hire somebody else. I don't know, but this is what I want to do. So it was a lot of wangling to get onto that floor and become a junior trader. But it was, you know, he couldn't, no offense to him, but he just, there wasn't such a thing. He couldn't see me in any other capacity, but being, you know, oh, maybe as an office manager, maybe I was going to run credit. It was like an $80 million portfolio that I was handed. I walked in and it's like, here, don't lose money. Okay. So I had to kind of figure it out for myself. And I learned very quickly that was not, that was not for me. I was grateful for the experience, but he just, he couldn't see me as a lumber trader. And then as I went on in my career, there was, you know, when I was a uh, director from first director at Foxworth Galbraith and they were like, oh, oh my gosh, we have a woman and she's a director. You know, they just, it hadn't been, it wasn't, it wasn't anybody trying to hold me back. It was just an unconscious bias that they couldn't see women in these certain positions. And so hats off to you, Natalie and Thea already knows this, how much I admire her because she does things that I can't, but. That's not true. I just, I I do them different and I'm, you, I, there's, there's days I look at Dina and I'm like, God, I wish I could be more like her. She is so mm-hmm. like calm and smooth. And I'm like, come over here. Cause I'm going to kill you. And I'm going to enjoy it. You know, it's like, it really balances. You can learn from each other. I mean, if you guys were yeah. both the same person, it wouldn't be very fun. Yeah, we would be really bored if Chelsea and I were the same. I have to ask Chelsea for sales advice. I'm the worst. Though someone's gonna give advice, I'm like, okay. She's like, Sounds good, take it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. But yeah, I think the when we look at that, it's it's really equipping women to say, hey, no, this isn't a normal position or not a traditional, I'll say, position. But, you know, men, is, as they've been 50% of our audience as we move forward on this journey, the conversations have been very real. And it's, it's, that, it's that realization for them that is like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I just didn't think of that. You know, when we're hiring people for yard, forklift drivers, CDL drivers, whatever, you know, salespeople, what, whatever the case is, it's like, hey, there's a whole other pond that we're not fishing in here, people. So 
Right. And I think that if you, if you have the conversation amongst yourselves, if it's only mm-hmm. women, yeah. then you're not growing because how are, how is there going to be change if the other perspectives aren't even participating or listening? So Correct. I think it's really positive to hear that you're having such participation yeah. in men because that's, that's the battle right there is that maybe they're just not mm-hmm. even thinking about it. And, and yeah. in, in all of our careers, I think we've had men who are so supportive and wonderful mentors. And I've yes. only had, you know, a select few where they, they really believe I should be the secretary, but yeah, <laughs> I would say 90% of the time it's been very supportive and I wouldn't be where I am without that support. Yep. I think it, it varies company to company. And that's one of those things where when you when you go in and what's so frustrating is when, you know, you hear different people talk the talk and then you're like, mm, I hear you, but you don't believe it. And mm-hmm. so you, I, I come across women in the industry that they're like, you know, I, I could never do that at my company. It's like, then I think maybe you shouldn't be there. Maybe where let's all you know we all know a lot of people let's help you find where a good home for you would be if you can't change the the mindset or you can't change the tide it's I was lucky enough to spend some time up at Bender Lumber and they they blow me away up there because they have so many women in like leadership roles, branch managers, drivers, and you know, that one of their most popular best drivers is a woman and she's a little bitty thing. And they're like, she's always on time. She's this, you know, she's got this amazing reputation and everybody is like, oh, it's so-and-so, you know? So it, mm-hmm. it's really great to hear, you know, just some of the successes. And then um, I know I had a, at a, probably the same conference walk up and one of the guys said, well, here's the problem that I have Thea with, with hiring women. And I didn't want to say it in front of anyone. Cause I, I didn't want to get yelled at. And I'm like, and you think it's a good idea to <laughs> yes. to me? When you start out, when you start pick data. Yeah. <laughs> normally my friend right now, I'm questioning your judgment. Yeah. And so he said, you know, women get pregnant. I said, oh gosh. I said, yes, we do. <laughs> I said, um, the fact that a woman gave birth to you at the moment is not a point for our side, but keep talking. Yeah. And <laughs> he goes, he's like, well, you know, I hire somebody, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm interviewing them and they don't mention it and I can't ask. And then, you know, I hire them and I find out that, well, now they're pregnant. And, and I, I said, and I said, you know, Babies grow up, you know, and I said, would you ask a man the same question? So are you going to have kids? And he's like, well, no, that's, he goes, that's kind of stupid, Thea, because I said, you you realize the world has changed a lot. And part of it is how you approach it. And figuring out my family is my issue and, you know, my spouse's issue. It has nothing to do with you. And yes, you're we're going to have some time that we're going to take off for family, but I've been in, in situations where, you know, a guy says, Oh, I'm, I'm making time to go see, you know, junior's ball game. And everyone's like, well, that's so sweet. He's such a good dad. And then I'm like, I'm taking off to go see. It's like, Jesus again, Thea, how many sports are your kids in? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only two. Yeah. <laughs> it's so real. It, nothing grinds my gears more than that. I get, mm-hmm. um, we could do a whole other podcast on yeah. what happens. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think Natalie, 
um, had exactly what you're talking about coming into a role that she's in where, um, cause when she started at her company, she was starting her family. So you had Henry who wasn't one yet. And then you had two more kids after that. Oh, and wow. the company really hadn't had any pregnant people for like, you know, Ever. 60 years. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, so they just didn't know how to handle it. And yeah. I mean, I think that the thought is, is that the woman stays home and raises the kid and the man is here. And so when you're dealing with that mindset, um, Natalie's broken down a lot of barriers for women at our company specifically because she yeah. went through it and she, <laughs> and she, not only did she go through it, but she made it better for people after her. And so yeah. um, we're really lucky to have that. And we're really lucky to have women in the industry that are having those conversations because it's a it's a real thought and i think it still exists quite a bit and uh, i think women worry about their position and like if you know if they come back from maternity leave if they're still gonna have it and you know so it's like you said it's a drop in the bucket of time when you think about it and you look back and say gosh i only took three months off or two months or six weeks you know really it wasn't all that time because people were calling you at home and it's like okay i'm breastfeeding and juggling the call you know you can't have anything this is really not how i envisioned this but part of it is you're you're figuring it out too and i i think there's a lot of it is who who you are and how you show somebody because you have the other side of it where yeah, I don't think they're coming back. They're having a baby. I'm like, they're coming back. You don't know that. They're going to see that baby. I said, you see those two pictures in a frame? I don't want to stay home with them. And I love them. But, you know, I also need time as, as a, you know, as an adult. And I've worked on my career and I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll figure out the balance and everybody does, but give them a little grace and give them a little bit of, of bandwidth to be able to figure that out. And, and you do, you figure it out, but it's so much better and it's so much smoother for everybody. If you just give someone that kindness of allowing them the time mm-hmm. to figure it out. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not under the pressure of that as well, because you know, I don't want to be crying at the snuggle commercial because I'm under so much pressure. <laughs> and I'm, I saw something that was like, oh, look, the snuggle bear is so cute. I'm in tears. Right. All I did was just like struggle all day long. Yeah. And nothing, I mean, nothing in, is worse than getting pregnant and being terrified to tell yeah. your employer. I mean, it just, I was so, I mean, I got pregnant the second time, not, um, on the schedule that we had intended. And so I had just started at my new job and I had an eight month old and I was pregnant again and I hid it for so long because it was a brand new job. I was so scared. I mean, I wish I could. You don't want to deal with it. You're like, I don't want to deal with it and I don't want to get the look. So I understand why you did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my goal from that point on was I just didn't want anyone else to ever have to feel that way at our company. Like I can only change, you know, our small bubble, but at least there, it's like when someone tells me they're pregnant, I like jump up and down. I'm like, I'm so excited. This is fantastic because it is fantastic. Right. Now now being pregnant did have some perks at work. Um, You know, it got me out of a lot of meetings that could have been an email. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, 
you know, so there was, there was a lot of, of there was also, um, you know, sometimes where we'd be in heated discussions and, and I was in a mediation and I was, I was, I, for the record, I was winning and, you know, I was so upset and I went to, I, I didn't, I didn't launch over the table. It's just when your belly's so big, it looks like you're on the table. And you know, my, my boss is sitting in the back of the room and he's like, we're going to take a break. And, and, you know, we went out in the hall and he goes, we're just going to walk away from the mediation. I'd rather write the money off than have to explain to your husband why you went into labor at the courthouse and <laughs> there for the birth of the baby. I'm like, I didn't speak to him all the way back. I was so pissed because I'm like, I was winning. He goes, you are eight and a half months pregnant. There is, and you were on that table. I'm like, I'm on the table because I can't get any closer to the table. That's <laughs> like, it was, so, you know, there was some fun stories with it, but yeah, I, I my boss was pretty cool um, where he was, he's like, yeah, we need you to come back, um, bring the baby to work. You know, That's so, you know, when, when you're changing poopy diapers on the conference table, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so but it, it's still hard. And I realize that's not everybody's experience. And so one of the things that I'm always really cognizant of is, you know, we talk about all of the positives, which I, I think is great, but I don't ever want to steer away from the really hard conversations like mm -hmm. Not everybody's delighted that you're pregnant or not everybody's delighted that your kid is sick again mm -hmm. um, or that you have to leave for, you know, family issues. And now there's a certain demographic of us that are stuck between, you know, we, we just made it out of, you know, <laughs> out of the house and now our parents are turning into toddlers, you yes. know, or they're, they're, you know. Like, there's nothing like getting a call from the senior center and it's like your mom's trying to steal the senior van to go joyriding with her buddy. Calm it down. Oh, that's good. This has been so much fun, you guys. I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, we should probably do some more episode more episodes on certain topics. I think that yeah, I think we could really dive into some. Well, will you tell our listeners where they can find more about women of LBM? Yeah, it, go to go to our webs go to our website, um, WLBM. Oh gosh, this is terrible. Is it org? Or org. It's org. It's org. Yeah, it's org. Yeah. So um, there's the whole person, Dina. <laughs> yeah. Like, woo! Um, all the content. Our bios are on there. If you want to learn more about us, you want to learn more about what we do. The whole reason for Women of LBM, contact information. Uh, if you'd like to join. Sponsorship uh, opportunity. Yes, yes. Sponsorship opportunity. It's only fifty dollars to be a member. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow, that's not bad at all. Yeah, we we try to be we try to be reasonable because we know everybody has a, a budget to worry about for sure. Well, and then the membership goes with the person, not the company. So that's you right. know, if we change companies, you don't have to to redo anything. And. You know, the, the whole idea is to get that connectivity going and have that that relationship. And it's again, it's not anti-man and it, it's it's very. Um, yeah, I wanted I would like others. I, I want to leave the industry better than I found it. I want to you know make sure that, you know, I didn't have access to any you know, like powerful women or, or successful women or even women that had made it through the you know, that that could say, hey, I spent a career here. And so when Dina and I were talking about it, it's like, you know what, I, 
it, it's important to be able to to give back and to and to try to help others give them a hand up um, and help them just whatever their version of success is going to look like. It's like it might not be the the path that that I chose, but I you know I think you should be in credit. But uh-huh. you know, <laughs> it's not all about lumber; it's about paying for it. So. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's getting people involved and, you know, figuring out how to get women to to embrace this industry. It's like it's a cool industry. It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank it you guys was. so much. This has been so much fun. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. It's been it's been a wonderful experience and we hope to do more together. And so Chelsea and Natalie, thank you both so much for your time. Thea and I were, were honored and so grateful to be here. Thank yes, you. Thank we you. are so grateful that you came on. So yeah. and thank you. shout out to Trent for introducing us. Um, oh so my gosh, he's the best. I love yeah. him. Yes. Best. Shout out to Trent. He's yeah. one of my best, he's one of my best girlfriends. I called him yesterday <laughs> and phoned on him. Gotta go bye. All right. Well, everybody have a great day. All right. Yeah. Good weekend. Take care. Bye. 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 So are we ending or just